Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Believe in Orlando Magic from the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Mike Fazzino, joined today with a very special guest, Orlando Magic assistant coach, Pat Delaney. Pat, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day. No, Mike, I appreciate you having me on. Good to catch up as always. I know you're at the Jersey Shore, so that's it's a good spot yep. to be in right now. Oh, I can never complain out here on the Jersey Shore. Always, you know, great beaches, great crowd here. Um, I do just want to start off really quickly just for our audience, just that way maybe they know a little bit more about you. If you could talk about your past experiences in the NBA. I know you've been with a couple of teams before the Magic. Uh, maybe if you just want to talk about your journey really quickly and how you ended up down in Orlando. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we spoke about the Jersey Shore previously, but uh, I'm a local there. Grew up in Monmouth County, and uh, I played a small Division II ball up in New Hampshire. Uh, I always dreamed about trying to play in the NBA, but I realized pretty quickly uh, <laughs> that I wasn't going to be good enough. But, um, you know, I kind of broke in, uh, in with the Boston Celtics as an intern uh, my senior year of college, which was a long time ago now, but 2002. And uh, actually with the help of uh, Bob Hurley Sr., you know, coach okay. of uh, St. Anthony's uh, High School premier program. And uh, – that's kind of where I got my start. I did it while I was in school. They kind of helped me. Frank Vogel, obviously, who just won the title with the Lakers, was an assistant uh, in Boston. And they kind of helped me uh, get down to Miami. And I ended up being with the Heat uh, for 12 years. I started as an intern there and kind of worked my way up, did some video, did some scouting, got a chance to uh, be a head coach of their G League team. Um, in my last six years, I was four years in Charlotte with Coach Clifford uh, with the Hornets. And we just uh, finished our second year here in Orlando. So been really fortunate, been a great run and, um, you know, great people, uh, the best basketball in the world and um, a lot of good times, really fortunate to be a part of it. Awesome. So just to touch on that really quickly. So clearly you have a bit of a relationship with Coach Clifford coming from Charlotte. Um, can you talk about him as a head coach and maybe your relationship with him a little bit more? Yeah, so kind of a small, uh, small world, you know, people always have interesting stories is uh, when I played uh, college ball up at St. Anselm's in New Hampshire, Coach Cliff was a uh, head coach at Adelphi. Um, you know, who we actually played against another Division II program and had done a great job. Uh, the backstory with that is actually Coach Clifford worked for my head coach, uh, Keith Dixon, oh, wow. uh, before I played at St. A's. And, you know, so I'd heard a lot about him when we played against his teams. And then uh, when I kind of broke in the league, he was uh, working for the Knicks uh, with Jeff Van Gundy and uh, the Van Gundy tree sort of thing. So I just kind of kept in contact and introduced myself, um, you know, in his second year in Charlotte, in an opportunity and opening and, and took a chance on me, um, you know, and really fortunate and grateful for it. And uh, a great, great coach, a great human being. I think uh, a staff that have been around him and also people that have worked with him. And then obviously the players we've mm-hmm. been around would say the, the same thing. He's prepared, he's organized, he has a plan every day. And, um, you know, the thing that I love about him most, people always ask me, like, what would be one thing? 
I would say is a very direct communicator, uh, very face to face, and you, you know exactly where you stand at the end of the day. And uh, for me, and if you play for him, um, I think that helps as you kind of move forward, uh, you know, in your career as well. That's an awesome assessment. I can tell you as a fan, I know as soon as he first got hired down in Orlando, I was super happy with the hire. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about the team success a little bit because this is the first time in a while that the Magic have made the playoffs in consecutive seasons for the first time in what feels like has been forever. So what would you say has been some of the key areas of improvement that have led to the team success over the past couple of years? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing, and uh, Coach Cliff would, uh, I think, would say the same. And we, it, it always starts with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've really, uh, they've been great since day one since we've been here. Uh, his messaging, our daily plan of work, um, and really, you know, whether we win or lose is just trying to get better each day. And I think if you look at our, our two years here, we were playing some of our best basketball, you know, as the season, you know, got went on and on. And it's uh, obviously we want to win every night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it always doesn't work that way. And just trying to make the most of it, maximizing uh, the guys that we have and their approach uh, to it, you know, obviously going into a situation like the bubble, uh, you know, could have been excuses, just kind of found a way to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, we felt like we were playing some of our best basketball right before the hiatus. So, um, you know, credit goes, obviously, the players and obviously the organization and Coach Cliff and, again, just fortunate to be a part of it. Right. I am going to touch on that hiatus a little bit later, but right now you talked about the players. So the roster, I think it has a pretty good mix of players, but right now there's a lot of young guys on the team right before the hiatus, obviously one of the best offenses in the league. What role would you say some of the younger guys on this team have had in the team's success? Yeah, I just think overall our whole team, you know, from, from day one, the communication piece from Coach Cliff on down from our front office, uh, there's a plan in place and just, you know, maximizing, you know, whether it's a veteran guy, guys that have gotten better, mm-hmm. uh, younger players that are on our team and, uh, you know, just staying ready. You know, we saw some of that in the bubble with young guys getting a chance, um, with guys getting injured and stuff and just making the most of it. So I think as a whole, as an organization, a bigger piece of it is, you know, the young guys are growing, getting better. Uh, each day and then also just our, our older guys or veteran guys I should say just having a chance to you know continue to help lead and play mm-hmm. at a high level and give us a chance to win every night. And obviously getting an influx of those younger and veteran players how do you feel the chemistry has developed with the players over the past couple of years? Yeah I think it's been great you know that word chemistry words like culture you know are constantly you know brought about I think in the NBA and talked about and it, it, it starts you know uh, with the players themselves the guys that you bring in the guys that we have here uh, we've been really fortunate to be around and work with. And again, uh, you know, there's good days and there's bad days uh, right. in the league and trying to maximize and make the most of it. And when we don't play well, what, we, what can we learn from the film? What can we carry over? And just having the right mentality to continue to grow. Uh, I, feel, I feel like all of our guys, younger and veteran guys, have had that ability to do it over the two years. And now can we continue to take another step and continue to sustain it at a high level? Right. So you touched before on the hiatus, focusing on that for a little bit, you know, obviously before that, one of the better offenses in the league there, you know, the team was playing really well. The, the pandemic happens, the hiatus happens, you go down to the bubble. Can you talk about what that transition was like going from nothing at all for a couple of months to suddenly, you know, you're back in, I guess, technically Orlando, you're in the bubble. Talk about what that transition was like going from all that time off just to suddenly it's games every day. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, the NBA in our organization, uh, you know, did a great job with so much, I agree. you know, so much unknown across the, the world, you know, and just daily, you know, keeping mm-hmm. constant communication, having a plan, and then obviously uh, the bubble experience and what the NBA was able to put together. And again, when we talk about the players and their commitment, uh, they did a, a, a ton of stuff on their own just to try to give themselves a chance to stay ready with not knowing, you know, whether we were going to get a chance to play or not. 
And then once we got word, it's just, you know, coming back and having an approach here with the restrictions that were in place and rightfully so that were much needed just to kind of maximize, mm -hmm. you know, the individual part of it to give themselves a chance so that when we got into the team stuff in the bubble, hey, you know, give myself a chance to play well and give our, our team a chance to play well. So obviously a unique situation and circumstance, um, but all in all, I, I think we were happy and proud of the way that was handled across the board from the NBA and an organizational and a player standpoint. I do have to agree, by the way, as a, as a fan, having seen the way that the NBA and, you know, the organization specifically carried things out, it was flawless. That, that, I, that's my perspective on it as a fan. But just really quickly, one last question about that. Um, so can you talk about how the player mentality was, you know, being in that environment where, from what we understand as an outsider, it was very under limited circumstances where you could actually, you know, leave the bubble environment. So how is it on the players? Yeah, I think the players all overall, and not only just for our team, is they handled it well. Obviously, I think so much uh, we talked about the words like culture before was is adaptability and understanding for all of us as we entered into the bubble was the unknown and what was the setup going to be like, how we're going to handle it, and just kind of taking it one day at a time. And mm -hmm. the NBA provided uh, different things and activities to keep us safe, but also have some sort of uh, normalcy. I would say for everybody involved, it was probably the hardest thing was being away from family and right. friends and close ones. But I think they understood in the in the grand scheme of it what we were trying to do, um, you know, in, in terms of finishing our season and crown a champion, you know, sort of thing. So, um, you know, each day I'm sure everybody, you know, had uh, some good days, some bad days, just, we, just like we do uh, when we were outside the bubble sort of thing. And everything, everybody made the most of it and tried to maximize that opportunity that the NBA provided obviously during a difficult situation and circumstance. Mm -hmm. So obviously you guys clinched a playoff berth in the bubble. Um, the series against Milwaukee maybe didn't go the way the team wanted, but can you talk about some positives that you might be able to take away from that series, especially in a couple of games, which end up being really close games down the stretch? Yeah, obviously we started off the series well. We knew what we were, you know, handling with, uh, you know, the number one sit in the East in, in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, but we knew obviously going into the bubble, everybody, we're starting from the same place, obviously. Mm -hmm. there, you know, there was no more home court, stuff like that. And uh, I think overall, over the course of the series, you just saw different guys get an opportunity and step up and make plays. And obviously, we would have loved to have made more plays and give ourselves a chance to win the series. Um, but overall, it gave us another step in the right direction. And as we head into the offseason, what we're planning for for next year uh, in terms of the guys. And I thought our approach daily, you know, would have been easy uh, for us to – know what we were facing and maybe said, hey, it's going to be too much or too hard. But just finding ways for us to compete at a high level against a very good basketball team. Right. And that leads into my next question, actually. So leaving that series, going into the offseason, preparing for next season, um, what would you say you guys as an organization, what are your expectations for the team next season? Whether it's, you know, success, player mentality, what would you say expectations you have in line? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing for us as a coaching staff is, you know, the front office is obviously preparing for the draft and that type of thing. It's just as the guys are back in the gym is just getting them ready to play and, you know, not looking too far ahead, but also just understanding, you know, uh, what we have, what can we do, what can we change, what can we adapt with, and what can we take from the Milwaukee series and those types of things and carry with us and what would we want to change. And, you know, not so much of looking forward to camp and or the first month of the season is just getting ready right now for individual player development, getting guys in, you know, better shape as they look to get back on the floor and just kind of going from there. And then from there, we'll, you know, we'll be, we'll be ready to play when the season tips off and, um, you know, we'll be ready to go. And, and again, from those things, whether we play well or we don't play well, is we can always learn, you know, from mm -hmm. those types of things. And as we do that, 
uh, we feel like we got a good group of guys, you know, to kind of push forward and hopefully take another step. Right. And is there, um, is there any sort of, um, well, how do you guys feel about the, the shorter off season? Obviously, you know, it seems the season's ready to kick off December 22nd, I believe. How do you guys feel about going into a bit of a shorter off season with less time for prepare, less time for camps? Yeah, just from, from my own self standpoint, I just think, you know, uh, I, part of just like the bubble thing is it, you got to mm-hmm. adapt. Obviously these are unique circumstances and times. Um, and I think everybody understands that. And just, again, we're focusing on the now and how we can handle this part of it sort of thing and, and getting ready to play. Um, you know, and the league at the end has done an unbelievable job right. in a plan and trying to figure out what works for everybody involved, you know, sort of thing. And uh, the organizations um, are, are doing their part as well. So, again, that, I think that's what we're focused on now. And then when we get to, you know, training camp and the start of the regular season, um, you know, we'll be ready to roll with that. Awesome. One last question I do have for you, Coach. So you've been in Orlando for a couple of years now. What would you say has been your favorite part of being a part of this organization? Oh, I think honestly, first uh, part of being this organization and just the NBA in general is just the people, the relationships, you know, that you build and uh, everybody pushing towards the same thing of, you know, trying to trying to win, win, a, you know, win a championship and continue to get better. You know, and that's what this organization has been about from, from day one for, for me and for our staff. Uh, it's been a, a joy to be, be around and, uh, you know, win, win, wins and losses are part of it. Um, and obviously we're all striving towards the same thing, but. I just say, I would say the relationships and the people that are here in Central Florida, the fan base, uh, it's been a blast and we're looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully doing it again real soon. Awesome. Orlando Magic assistant coach Pat Delaney, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to answer some questions. Mike, thanks for having me. I hope I can do it again sometime with you. Enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Believe in Orlando Magic. As always, we'll be back next week with an all new episode. Once again, coach, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate having me on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.